this is so weird. Wait. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to Are You Good Girl? This is a podcast where we check in once a week because life can feel like a roller coaster. And sometimes you just have to ask yourself, Are you good, girl? So I have my friend Caroline here, and my dumbass forgot a very crucial part of her microphone. So we're sharing a microphone, keep that in mind. And we decided to do this literally two days ago. (laughs) And we're super excited. We've been saying that we're excited all night. We may or may not be two glasses of wine deep. But you guys are going to love her. And this is going to be very fun. And we're just super excited. This week is called Sweet Caroline. Hi, guys. This is Caroline. I am 23 years old. And I live in Nashville, Tennessee. And I have been friends with Brittany since about what was it March March or April we met on Bumble BFF if you guys want to sponsor us feel free and we went to a Predators game I absolutely love hockey I'm from New England so I kind of grew up on hockey and it was the best Predators game I've ever been to I think there was about 13 fights that broke out on the ice that night and we As much as there was so much action going on on the ice, we talked through the entire game. We had the absolute best time getting to know each other. And then we walked home that evening from Broadway at Bridgestone Arena all the way to my house in Edge Hill, which was, what, about a two and a half mile hike. Um, So we have kind of been inseparable ever since really great friend she was one of my first friends here in Nashville so I am absolutely honored to be here on the pod this is my first podcast debut so go easy on me but I'm very excited (laughs) so I was actually born and raised in Manhattan which doesn't happen a lot oddly enough um And for anyone wondering, it was not like Gossip Girl, even though I grew up on the Upper East Side. (laughs) That is a very um, tall tale, that show. But I grew up there. I went to boarding school on a dairy farm in Vermont. And then I went to college in upstate New York, about an hour from Buffalo. And I graduated in May of 2021. And was pretty much just kind of over the winters up there, over over Manhattan, um, over the north in general. And when I graduated, I was like, all right, I don't really have a lot for me here anymore. And I grew up watching the show Nashville. I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but my dad and I used to watch that show all the time. And... I've always loved country music. I was kind of raised on country music. And I've loved kind of the food music culture of the South. And I've always really wanted to move South whenever I got the chance. And so last August, I moved down to Nashville. I had never been here before. I didn't know anyone. I didn't even have a job lined up. I just packed up everything that I owned in my car and drove 15 hours. And it has been one of the most challenging things that I've ever done in my life, but it has also been one of the most rewarding things. So Caroline used to live just around the corner from me, literally like a four minute drive. I could probably play one song on shuffle 
and still get home in time before the song ends. And now I have to hop on the highway to come see you. What is that? But yeah, she moved to a new apartment. Lots of new things are happening in the last few months. Like she said, we've been friends since probably like April. And I feel like lots of new stuff has popped up since we became friends. We met on Bumble BFF. And what are the odds? I feel like I've met up with maybe two or three other people and haven't really hit it off with them. But the first time we hung out, we just like talked nonstop. And when we did become friends, the first time we hung out, one of the things we initially had in common was the struggles of a long distant relationship. While I had just moved in with my boyfriend, closing the gap in our long distant relationship, she was still doing long distance with her boyfriend at the time. Now Caroline's newly single within the last couple months, and I hate to break it to her, but Nashville is allegedly one of the worst cities to date in. I saw a video about that, and yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on all this, and I want to hear your perspective on long distance now, so I'm going to hand the mic over to Caroline again. I had dated the guy that I was with for about a year non-long distance we met in college started dating in college the summer before my senior year dated all of my senior year and then when I graduated we started doing long distance and he actually drove me down to Nashville moved me in helped me with all of that and from August until about the end of May we were doing long distance and I think it really changed the way that I experienced Nashville. I think for a really long time, I held myself back from experiences because of the relationship. It was almost like I was afraid of having fun without him because that meant that he wasn't a part of my life. And I had a guilt that came with having a good time when he wasn't there. And I think a lot of that had to do with the nature of our relationship. I don't think that that is true for all long distance relationships, but it was definitely true for mine. And I think that the reason why I had such a hard time my first year in Nashville was because I was holding myself back from experiences and not truly letting myself enjoy my time because I felt like half of me wasn't there. I went to go visit him in May and through a unfortunate series of events found out that he had been cheating on me and I ended it. I definitely did have the option to stay through that. Of course, I think every girl kind of deals with that internal dilemma of do I stay? Do I go? How do I work through this? And for me, that was really the last straw, kind of the bottom line of what I am not willing to put up with. As soon as someone cheats, that trust is gone. And for me, I couldn't look past that. And as much as I loved him and as much as he was my best friend and we had been together for two years and we were planning on him moving to Nashville after he graduated, it was something that I kind of had to look at and be like, no, I'm going to be selfish here and I'm going to focus on myself and realize that I will be so much happier in Nashville if I just think about me and focus on me and put this relationship in the past. And I think when I met Brittany, I was really struggling with long distance and it was really easy to connect with her because of that, because we had both had that history of long distance and I could confide in her and be like, today was really hard. 
I didn't get to talk to him about this. And I was struggling with this because of the distance. We didn't know each other for that long, honestly, when the relationship ended. And I remember she came over to my house for tacos. <laughs> and it was the day that I got back. And I, I kind of almost exploded all of my emotions onto her in terms of what happened. And I really do think that it is what what brought us even closer together that I felt like I could confide in her and I felt like I could talk to her in terms of how I felt and it was kind of the first glimmer of hope that I had felt since being cheated on and it's really been something that I have used as a crutch in terms of my healing process 100%. I think that your friends are the first people that you look to when you are going through something like that I mean, your family is always there for you. But for me, my friends have always been my family. And so being in Nashville and not knowing all that many people was already hard for me. But when I found Brittany and could really talk to her about that, that was that was definitely the silver lining of it for sure. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Guys, she's like fluent in podcast. What the heck? Obviously, every relationship has ebbs and flows and like things build up but do you think that the signs were there that your breakup was coming do you feel like you guys were drifting apart from the distance I think that the distance definitely magnified the issues that we had in our relationship but I don't think that the distance was what caused the drift between us I think that even had we been together and not in a long distance relationship I genuinely do still think that he would have cheated for a while in the beginning, I almost blamed myself a little bit because I decided to come to Nashville. I wanted to do something for me. And I almost felt like our relationship was struggling so much. And I know that it wasn't my fault. And as much as I was the one really putting in the effort and trying to make things work, at the end of the day, I felt like had I been there in his vicinity, it would have been a little bit easier. But I now know, looking back, that people don't cheat because you're not enough. They cheat because of their own insecurities. I mean, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. You can be Beyonce and you're still never going to be enough for someone that doesn't love themselves. I realized that throughout the entire relationship, pretty much, and definitely the entirety of our long-distance relationship, I was really begging for the bare minimum. As much as I hate to admit it, I definitely got a hey girly DM. Not that I didn't believe her, but I didn't have enough proof and I was insecure in myself and I stayed. There were signs. My friends didn't like him. I think that's always one of the first signs. But I think if every significant person in your life is saying, listen, he's not right for you. He's hurting you. This isn't a good situation. I chose that relationship over some really important friendships in my life. And luckily, I do still have them, which is amazing. But I do think that there were definitely signs. I think that any time that your gut is telling you something that you need to listen. As women, we have such strong intuitions when something is wrong. And never ignore that. So although I've never been in Caroline's position, I haven't gone through a breakup that ended with cheating, 
I do realize that when it comes to that, there's a lot of self-reflection afterwards and you start to project things to yourself that, you know, the problem didn't even initiate with you in the first place. So I think it's really great that you have self-reflected and realized that what happened isn't because of you. It's because of the decisions that they made. And I just know a lot of people out there that would suppress that and blame themselves and not really come to terms with that overall. So I'm really proud of you and you've come a long way already. And Miss Caroline's going to therapy and I really need to go to therapy. Therapy 2022. On a lighter note, what's your dating life like now? And what's the whole thing with dating apps? What do you feel about that? I know like today's dating pool isn't the most ideal and people aren't as traditional, which can be a pro and a con. I truly do believe that everyone should be in therapy. It has been the absolute best thing for me, by the way. I don't think that I would be where I am today without it. So a little shameless plug for therapy. (laughs) Call your therapist, everyone. But dating, yeah, dating in Nashville. So when I moved here, I was obviously in a relationship. I was working at a job in person and I met all of my coworkers. You know, we kind of did the initial like, oh, are you dating anyone? All of that. And I told them I had a boyfriend. They were like, oh, you're so lucky. Dating is the worst in Nashville. And that was my instant impression of Nashville. I had only been here less than a few weeks and I was obviously not a part of the dating pool here, but I was already told that dating in Nashville sucks. Dating period sucks. And especially dating in your 20s because your 20s are hard enough as is. I mean, I'm 23. I have no idea who I am or what I want to be or who I'm going to be or anything in terms of the path that I am on. And I think that's a really phenomenal thing about your 20s. You have so much growth and learning and adventure and exploring to do, but it's a really hard time as well. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. And so I think dating period in your 20s is hard. It doesn't matter what city you're in. It's always going to be challenging. And I know girls my age who I went to college with that are getting engaged. My sister was married by the time she was my age. And I am in no way even close to that. And so I think it just really depends person to person. And so it's really hard to date in your 20s. It's hard to meet someone that wants the same things and you connect with. And on top of that, dating in 2022 is really hard. My dad, he starts every phone call or almost every phone call with, so how's dating life? When he was dating in his 20s, you met a girl at a bar or wherever you met her and you called her up and you asked her on a date and there was no Snapchat and there was no Instagram You had to put in the effort. And I think that he thinks that it's still that way. That boys are still calling me up and asking me on a formal date. Brittany and I had a couple of drinks one night and I decided to let her make me a hinge. Honestly, I don't think I did it for the right reasons. I think I just kind of wanted some attention. And that isn't a wrong reason. It's really not. There's nothing wrong. We're human beings. 
I quickly realized that that was not the way that I wanted it. I really have no interest in meeting someone in a non-organic setting that my personality just does not carry over, over text messages or Snapchats or any way. I think that flirting is such an in-person action. I was terrible at Hinge. I really was. And so I deleted it. Uh, Brittany and I have a friend named Maggie. And Maggie, (laughs) hi Max, we were talking on the way to Crumble Cookies about Hinge and about dating in general. And I was just kind of saying like, I don't really want to date. I'm not ready to date. I'm still kind of in that healing phase. And Maggie asked me, well, why do you have a Hinge? And I said, well, I just kind of want the attention and it's just kind of fun for me. And... What Maggie said after that kind of stuck with me and she was almost like, well, I feel like that's almost leading them on a little bit. And I don't know that it is because I think that everyone has hinge for different reasons. But I realized that I was not going to meet my person on hinge in any way, shape or form. And so I did delete it. I'm honestly not really actively involved in the dating scene in Nashville. So Caroline, although you don't have a whole lot of dating experience right now in Nashville, what are your biggest icks? Name three, I'll go first. Mine is being on the phone 24 seven. He's playing games on his phone. He's scrolling on his phone 24 seven. I hate that because like, I wanna talk to you. Why are you on your phone all the time? Another one is bad hygiene, but I think that's probably everyone's ick, but like that is a major, major, major ick. Like if you smell like BO, I don't want you near me at all. And then the third one is like my biggest one, but like if they don't have any drive or like motivation. Okay, I have one really shallow one. And then the other two, hopefully I will redeem myself with, but jeans with flip flops. It will never not bother me. And that's so hypocritical because I do it. Somehow a a girl doing it is very different than a guy doing it. And I think just male feet in general probably bother me. Oh, God. If your toes are unkempt, we can't. Don't talk to me. The dogs are barking. Don't talk to me. (laughs) My other two icks unfortunately probably stem from my insecurities in my previous relationship. A really big issue for us with social media, as Brittany knows, I currently don't even have social media. And even when I didn't have social media, I was not someone that posted a lot. I was not someone that cared about it. I've never really been into it. I don't really care. He never wanted to post our relationship but had absolutely no problem posting anytime any sports team he enjoyed won or liking other girls' bikini pictures and following any girl under the sun. It was a very public relationship in the beginning. He had no problem constantly posting me. And then it changed, and I mean, I now know why it changed. Honestly, I think social media in general is kind of an ick for me. (laughs) If a guy has social media and genuinely cares about it, that's an ick. Another ick is honestly just saying one thing and doing a complete other. Not following through with your word. 
or just kind of being unreliable in general. Honestly, I thought one of your icks was going to be when your boyfriend's shorter than you. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsies. Guys, Caroline is honestly covering all the bases without me even needing to be here. I have these questions written down and she's just breezing through them. If you came from the Instagram post and you're looking for Caroline's tag, like she mentioned before, she doesn't have an Instagram. For the last few years, I've been pretty on the rocks about social media and I've gone a few months without it and then I've always caved in and gone back, I think especially being in a relationship And then also moving two states away from a lot of my hometown friends and wanting to catch up with them. I'm not a huge fan of social media, especially now. Back in the day, it was so fun. It was very wholesome. We were all pretty new to it. But now it's like it's eaten up so much of my time. It's hard to say it, but I feel like I've been a little wasteful of some time because of how much I've used it. I just use it in large capacities now, and I don't think that's really working out for me in my day-to-day life. I think mentally I can't consume as much social media as I used to be able to. But I will be posting whenever I drop the episodes, but I just don't have an interest in keeping them on my phone anymore. It's just eating up way too much time. Caroline has definitely been a catalyst for me and she's honestly been inspiring because the entire time we've been friends, she hasn't had an Instagram I think like two months into hanging out, she finally got her Snapchat back. And I was like, wait, can we be friends on Snapchat? Like we hang out maybe twice a week, but I'm not friends with you on any social media. You kind of lost interest in it and it's just never really been your thing. But do you ever see yourself getting it again? And have you had any FOMO without it? Do you think you're just better off without social media? So I deleted... Instagram and Snapchat with which were always like my two biggest forms of social media. I have TikTok but I don't post on it. I simply scroll which (laughs) don't get me wrong it's a time suck and that needs to get deleted for other reasons but Snapchat, Instagram have always been like my two biggest forms of social media and I deleted them after a really big fight with my ex where I thought that we were going to break up. And I have this habit of disappearing when things like that happen. I deleted them as foreshadowing to be able to disappear. I didn't want him or other people to know where I was or what I was doing. I kind of just wanted to be able to heal on my own from it. And Although we should have, we did not end up breaking up from that argument. We didn't break up until about a month and a half later when I found out he was cheating on me. It almost made the healing process a little bit easier because I wasn't constantly checking what he was doing or who he was with, which I think is one of the hardest parts about living in today's society and going through a breakup is that you have unlimited access to their life. And you have so much access to people's lives that we have never had before. And I feel like we almost feel entitled to it. I also deleted it for other reasons. I was really struggling with body image. I had been diagnosed with kind of a rare disorder. And I had lost a lot of weight from it, wound up in the hospital from it. 
And something that I was really struggling with was that even though I was in the hospital, not in a good space physically or mentally, I was still getting compliments on my weight loss. I didn't want to be posting on social media. I didn't want to get reassurance at that weight because I didn't want to fuel an eating disorder even beyond that. And so that was in conjunction with the breakup. That was really a driving factor. And in the beginning, I didn't miss it at all. I hated Instagram. I felt like it was a chore. Scrolling through it was honestly exhausting. Snapchat was kind of a different story. And I did wind up getting Snapchat back a few months later. I just felt like I kind of was losing touch with friends from college because of not having Snapchat. You know, not everyone's going to pick up the phone and call you or pick up the phone and text you at every moment of their life. Yes, for the big moments, my friends do. But I kind of missed just being a part of their day-to-day life and seeing a snapshot of what they're doing. And so that was the reason that I eventually re-downloaded Snapchat. There hasn't been one moment in the last like four months that I've not had Instagram where I've been like, damn, I wonder what's happening on Instagram. And it almost makes you feel guilty seeing everyone else's highlight reels that you're not performing the same way that they are. But I don't really have like a FOMO moment in terms of social media. Genuinely, I I mean, I don't want to see my ex. I don't want to see what he's up to, who he's with. I just think it would hurt more. And the friends that I care about having in my life are in my life. And it has really magnified that. Yeah, I remember in deleting it, I did feel kind of lonely. I had eight of like my best girlfriends from college asked to go to Clearwater, which is where Brittany's from. We went on like a girl's trip and it was absolutely phenomenal. And we still stay in contact every day. We text each other. And I've realized that the people that want to be in your life will find a way to be in your life regardless of social media. I just spent so much time thinking that people that didn't matter to me mattered because I had them on social media. And I wasn't someone that ever posted. So I felt like I knew more about their life and was more invested in their life than they were in mine. Since deleting it, it's almost been kind of a weight off my shoulders that I don't have to like follow up with people who I met at summer camp seven years ago and haven't spoken to since. Yeah, I kind of feel like I'm going through that a little right now. Although I've taken breaks from social media several times in the last two years, I feel like it's always the same initially when you do it. And I've had Instagram deleted maybe for almost two weeks or something like that and just occasionally on Sunday when I drop an episode I'll go on I don't know it's just it's definitely a weird process to stay away from it and keep it at arm's length and just not focus on it I do think that I was invested in so many people's social lives and like I have people on Instagram that I went to elementary school with that I don't talk to and I'm like why like that's cool and all. I love that we're keeping in touch, but like, I don't really need to know that you're in Greece right now. So I feel like we covered the major topics that I wanted to talk about with Caroline, but I have 
plenty of fun little questions for us and questions that I feel like we may not know about each other. So I felt like we could go back and forth and this would be kind of fun for us to just see what we have to say. One of them, I think I bounced over earlier, but if you could build your perfect partner, both mentally and physically, what would that look like? He's probably taller than me. To give you guys a little bit of a background, I have only ever actually dated guys that have been shorter than me. For context, I'm 5'9". I'm a little bit of a taller girl. This last ex, he was 5'7". Most of the guys that I have talked to are, they're not tall. They're short kings. Trust, open and honest communication, but something that is just always, always important to me is humor. If you cannot... If you cannot make me laugh, it's not happening. And more than that, if you don't in return think that I'm funny, it's not going to work. I think that relationships, yes, they're work, but it should also at the end of the day be your best friend. Golden retriever energy is really what I'm looking for. Great. So we're on the lookout for him. (laughs) If you're listening to this and you're tall. (laughs) Please inquire. Thank you. My next question is, what slash who inspires you? Okay, Brittany knows that this is a little bit of a hard question for me right now because I am, I'm currently struggling a lot in terms of, (laughs) I will answer, Um, but I am, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think that in your 20s, you're expected to do a lot of growth and kind of know who you are, but I don't. I kind of really struggle with feeling like I'm not driven and motivated. What really inspires me is having people around me that are genuine and that I can feed off of and that I connect with and that I want to be a better person for. It can come in just friendships. It can come in coworkers. So I think overall what genuinely does inspire me is connection i think that that is one of the most beautiful things that we have on this earth is just human connection it's so simple but it's also so complex if you ask me in five or ten years what inspires me it's going to be totally different and i i genuinely do hope that i have a more fleshed out answer but i think right now it really is the simple things one of my inspirations is definitely connection And I don't think I would have worded that properly, but I totally agree. Like, I think that before I made the friends that I have here, I wasn't really inspired to roll out of bed. Like, I have an amazing boyfriend. I live in a great part of town and I had a pretty good job at the time. I wasn't fully happy with it, but it was better than most. And I think one of my downfalls was just not really having many connections here yet. And I have a great support system back at home, but it can only go so far when it's like 600 miles away. So I think making connections here in Nashville definitely helped me feel more inspired and motivated to go about my day and plan out my week. And I think bumping into Caroline and her roommates were definitely a huge bonus this summer. I feel like I, although have felt kind of burnt out and all over the place making that time to hang out with them and maybe staying till almost one in the morning when I have to work the next day has been 
so great and so special. So I'm super happy that like I have gotten those connections now. So yeah, totally agree with you. I don't think I could have said it any better. So that was awesome. What would be a perfect day for you? If you didn't have anything on the agenda and you could do whatever you wanted within reason, what would you go do? Okay, so I am a fall girly through and through. I went to high school in Vermont. Leaf peeper season is what they call it when all the tourists come to view the foliage. I really love the fall. But you know those days where you just wake up naturally and you wake up early and you're not like, ugh, I'm dreading this. Those are my favorite days where you just kind of, for whatever reason, have the energy to get up and get out early. You know, I don't think that I would need to like fly to Italy to have the perfect day. I think it would really just be like a perfect fall crisp morning where I have the windows open a little bit and it's a little chilly, a little crisp. Take my dog for a walk and then really just spend the day with people that I genuinely want to spend the day with. One of which obviously would be Brittany. Honestly, when I often think of like the perfect day, it is a Sunday in the fall because of football season. And I love just kind of lounging around with people that you love, not really doing much, but just sitting around having good food, watching football. I love football. Maybe in an ideal world, I would end the evening with some live music. Everyone that moves to Nashville has to love live music. So although Caroline and I have a lot of similarities, my day looks completely different. But I think that's because I've never really grown up with a legitimate fall. And my first fall is going to be coming up real soon. (laughs) My perfect day would be at the beach. It would be in Indian Rocks Beach and I would have a book and I would be there until sunset. And it's one of those sunsets that's like always on 4th of July where it's like super pigmented and it's like the whole rainbow, but it's like super long as well. So I think I would definitely want to be near the ocean. I don't know why I moved to a landlocked state, but I just love the beach too much. I think the perfect day would have to have the beach in there somewhere and definitely be around friends and take a little catnap on my belly. That's my favorite. I love falling asleep on the beach on my stomach. It's just, it's just great. I miss it. My answer might change by October. I might fully be on Caroline's wave and be full-fledged fall because I do love the aesthetic of fall and all the things that come with fall, but I've just never been there to like fully get that entire feeling but I am excited for football season because I actually know how it works (laughs) well I had so much fun and this is gonna be a pain in the ass to edit but I'm just like so happy with how it flowed even though we had one microphone I promise that it'll be a different type of flow next time but yeah this was so fun having my first guest on and like just like getting to sit in Caroline's closet and just talk about all sorts of things it's been super fun But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you could take something from it. And I hope maybe you got a good laugh out of it because I know we did. I will talk to you guys next week. Leave me a rating if you feel inclined. Caroline, would you like to go off with anything? 
Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Honestly, this has been my first experience in the podcast world and it has been such a positive experience. I really have loved it. And I am sure that (laughs) I will be back. Brittany, you cannot get rid of me. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. I really did appreciate it. I hope you found as much interest in this episode as we had in filming it. It was such a fun episode to do. So thank you guys. Have a good one. Just say bye with me at the same time. Yeah, what do we do? You just, just say bye. Like, go bye. Okay, ready? One. Three. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Come down. Three, two, two one. one. Bye. bye. <laughs>